Welcome to Slide, the Avalanche podcast. I am Doug Krause, episode 15, coming to you from the heart of spring, when a young man's thoughts turn towards spring, and an old man's thoughts turn towards taxes and corn and hot pow. Ski areas are mostly closed across North America, but there is still plenty of snow for those of us that own neither bike nor boat nor care to stuff our horribly misshapen feet into yet another tortuous piece of footwear. I've got about another week left in my boreal season before I head south of the equator again. It's already snowing in Chile, Argentina, and New Zealand. The circle is nigh complete. This week we're keeping it simple. A simple process for realizing your dreams, or not, from desire towards awareness, into risk, through uncertainty, and out the margin, the five-fold path to enlightenment. Making reality of desire. How hard could that be? Maybe I want the steep and deep, or maybe I'll settle for a chili cheese dog. I just need to figure out how to get what I want, if I can. The powder around here is cooked until we get another storm cycle, so I want to ski a big corn ramp. Figuring out how to do that begins with awareness of my environment. Starting with regional awareness of the San Juan Mountains, breaking that down to systemic awareness of how I go backcountry skiing, and eventually drilling down to situational awareness of my surroundings. I start with regional terrain, weather, and snowpack knowledge, and figure out a plan that suits how I like to ski and who I like to ski with. I'm thinking something south through east, because those aspects are warmer in the AM. Preferably alpine, because I want a big, broad slope that gets lots of sun and has plenty of room for giant, corny airplane turns. But not too high because it's colder and windier up there. I need a spot that's been going through regular melt-freeze cycles the last few days, at least. We're in high pressure. The temps and cloud cover look like they will cooperate. The wind could be a cooling factor. Those are my regional weather, terrain, and snowpack factors. I'd like to ski with a friend, somebody who has a similar fitness level, will be familiar with the terrain, and might have good ideas. I got a few of those. Shouldn't be that hard. We can talk about plans with options and research system for success. We'll check the weather in the morning and out in the field we'll chat and spin through the situational awareness cycle and keep tabs on the wind and temp and clouds and snow surface. That's how I inform my desire with awareness. On slide, we've spent hours probing awareness and know that it is all subject to bias. That's a problem. We apply skepticism to our awareness. Beat the ego and smarty pants out of our ruminating. Check the evidence that supports or refutes what we want. I'm feeling confident that I can nail a corn ramp. And that's a red flag because I've barely thought about it, but I am already confident. Unsupported confidence shrieks on the chalkboard of skepticism. 
So I'll think a little harder about where I might really find the special cornhole and how that's going to go down. Now that we've achieved complete and total awareness, it's a good idea to think about what could go wrong. Because shit goes wrong. The potential for shit to go wrong is called risk. We're moving from desire to awareness to risk. Do not be afraid. What could go wrong? Risk describes the odds that I will get screwed by the danger. It combines a hazard, my exposure to that hazard, its severity or consequences, and the likelihood or probability that the gig will go down like that. That's a standard risk assessment. You take a hazard, like wind slab, and consider the potential impact on an element exposed to that danger, like me. So you got your danger and your dude. Dude's risk is defined by his exposure to the danger, the potential consequences, and the likelihood that the danger will be realized. I'm on a ridgeline, on top of a leeward bowl that's full of wind slab. If it rips, the consequences may be fatal. My exposure will be dictated by the line I take, in or around the bowl. But what's the likelihood that it will rip? Does your dog bite? I can't reckon my risk without a probability factor, or likelihood factor. And the uncertainty inherent in avalanche country makes estimations of likelihood, or calculations of probability, shall we say, suspect. I can say the slab looks strong, or my pit didn't pop on that layer, or wind slab is sketchy. But calling that an estimation of likelihood is a stretch. We may not realize what hazard is present, or understand the potential consequences, or even appreciate our degree of exposure. All of those things can be assessed, but all too often, we're left with a big, steaming pile of uncertainty. Uncertainty is not an ending. It's part of a process, from desire to awareness to risk, and now to uncertainty. Capturing uncertainty is a critical component of our process. Does the most uncertainty lie with the danger, or the likelihood, or the consequences, or something else? Does it go? Will it rip? Can I just tease the edge? I don't know, man. What do you think? The steaming heap begs reduction, avoidance, or acceptance. That is how we manage uncertainty. Forking some evidence on uncertainty reduces it. I can look for evidence of different types of avalanche problems to get a better handle on the situation. A big storm might be evidence of the potential for storm slab. Recent activity supports estimations of likelihood. Cliffs have consequences. Trust me, how hard could this be? If you can't reduce uncertainty with evidence, maybe you need to avoid that danger. Go around. If we're okay with the consequences 
or the exposure seems slight, maybe we accept the uncertainty. The options between acceptance and avoidance are guided by your risk assessment, severity, probability, and exposure. But irreducible uncertainty can be a gray area that shrouds our decision-making and obscures the enlightened path. And that calls for a margarine. Excuse me, a, a margin. That calls for a margin. Better. From desire to awareness, through risk, into uncertainty, and now clicking into a margin. Don't center punch it if you are unsure. That applies a margin to exposure. Choosing a less consequential line applies a margin to the severity of our risk. High uncertainty regarding the likelihood of large avalanches begs for terrain selection that provides options. Duh, right? Absolute hazard avoidance is an extreme margin. Complete hazard acceptance is the absence of margin. In between, we have options. So you see, there's a connection between the uncertainty steamer we can't eliminate and the options, which I already told you, if you don't have, you don't have shit. The uncertainty directs us towards options that provide an appropriate margin for error. But that's it, man. That's our reality. From desire to awareness, through risk, into uncertainty, and out through an appropriate margin. Groovy. Back to my corn ramp. My desire. I'm good with that whole awareness thing. I've got a solid handle on the weather, terrain, and snowpack. I rely on good habits and know that in the field my senses will be attuned to the exclamations and vagaries of the environment. If you're unsure how we got there, maybe listen to the first 14 episodes again. It's a simple yet tortuous path. Bears repeating. Desire, awareness, then risk. Remember, risk is the potential for dude to get smoked by the danger. What avalanche danger is out there in April? We avalanchistas use a set of defined avalanche problems that categorize and describe particular hazards. If I'm heading for corn country, I'm thinking about wet slab and wet loose avalanches. Those are my hazards du jour today. Add some salt. We reckon the risk using the SPE equation. Risk equals severity times probability times exposure. Boom. Acronym. Sort of. In the avalanche lingo lexicon, we use consequences instead of severity and likelihood instead of probability. So, consequences. Given that I'm talking big, broad, alpine slope. The consequences of a wet slab release are potentially high, dramatically less so for wet-loose activity. Likelihood. I think the likelihood of a wet slab release is low 
and I have weather and snowpack evidence to back that up. The likelihood of wet loose action will vary with time and temp, so I should be able to keep a handle on that in the field. Exposure? Yes. Big, broad, alpine slope equals significant exposure. But terrain always provides options, and I can use those to mitigate my exposure if I need to. That's my risk calculation. I feel the odds of a wet slab release are very low, and I have evidence to support that, so I'm going to accept any lingering uncertainty regarding that hazard. But I'm going to temper that acceptance with routine reassessment. A pause, so to speak. Wet loose action is more likely, but the consequences are lower, and I can use the terrain to mitigate exposure. Wet loose is the hazard of highest uncertainty, and I'm going to straddle acceptance and avoidance and stuff a margin in between them. I'm okay with triggering some wet loose action, but I'll leverage my awareness to avoid that as I am able. My margin includes an early start to stay ahead of the temperatures and terrain that offers a range of aspect and topography. The margin describes my options. I'll choose slope-specific aspect and pitch to match my assessment of the snow surface conditions. So you see, I've used the steaming uncertainty to fertilize my options and cultivate what will surely be a glorious corn harvest. Unless I blow the timing, or the clouds roll in, but even then, I got options. So, you follow? Let me spin it to a different dude and a different problem. Ralph the Risky Ripper loves nailing the steep and deep. As the French say, it is his reason of to be. Desire. Ralph's been around the bull wheel more than a few times and endeavors to be a keen observer and analyst of life, the universe, and everything. He knows that he is prone to bias and error. That's how he got the name. So he questions his beliefs. Awareness. Risky knows that a penchant for ripping means frequent encounters with storm slab and wind slab avalanche problems. Those are his primary hazards. Ralph is the master of his exposure. He can flash the bus or go full biohazard suit. Terrain and snowpack dictate the consequences. But the terrain is an open book, and Rip knows how to read the pages of the snowpack too. Likelihood. That one is harder. Ralph reduces it by mentally mapping the distribution of his storm slab and wind slab problems. The sensitivity is his primary uncertainty. What will it take to make it go? And that's where he applies a margin. Starting with lower consequence, lower exposure slopes, keeps his risk low while he reduces the uncertainty around what will it take to make it go. As Ralph the Risky Ripper gathers evidence to support his estimation of popping storm or wind slabs, 
he recalibrates the exposure and consequences of his lines. So he goes skiing and uses his awareness and a dash of humility to balance risk and uncertainty. And that's how Ralph gets her done. From desire to reality. Good plan, eh? Yep, that's it. That's all. I make no promises. If there is interest, I may churn out some episodes this summer. Next season is riddled with uncertainty, as the future is wont to be. It takes about 18 hours to produce and deliver a decent episode of Slide. I'd like to do a better job, but skiing and work and some other life stuff come first. I'm looking for a couple sponsors. Two is enough to make producing season two a priority. We're over 50,000 listens in more than 50 countries for season one, so it could be a pretty good bang for somebody's buck. During peak season, about 3,000 people a week were listening to Slide, despite my decision to do no marketing or promotion besides a Facebook page. I've set up a Patreon account so that you, the listener, may contribute if you like. A buck a show from just 20% of listeners would more than keep us going and dispense with the need for any sponsors at all. Patreon is a web service that allows you to buy a subscription to Slide, even though it's free. You can contribute monthly or per episode, and you can quit anytime. If you need that $4 a month for something else really important, or you feel I might be going off the rails a bit, no problem. The link to Patreon is in the show notes. Thanks to Steve Conger for his inspiration for this episode. Steve's article, Acceptable Uncertainty, in the Avalanche Review, Volume 34, Issue 4, sketches a map to Eureka from avalanche problems through uncertainty to margin. And emotional support, as always, from the Silverton Avalanche School, the Avalanche Review, and DPS Skis. It's been a pleasure to serve. Your feedback and encouragement drive me forward, and the work that goes into these episodes enriches my life, and hopefully yours too. Thank you. Pray for snow.